in studio with me this morning, Hussein Khalid, uh, uh, Executive Director of Haki Africa. Uh, and we are obviously going to touch on a number of distant, different issues, Hussein. But thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always good to see you and always uh, a pleasure to have you here and uh, the great work you're doing as well. But maybe just for those who don't know uh, what uh, Haki Africa is or mm -hmm. what you guys do, just tell us a little bit about Haki Africa and what you guys are, are doing. All right. So um, maybe before I do that, Farid, allow me to pass a message. I was in an Uber driving here mm -hmm. and... Uh, uh, we were chit-chatting and the, the driver told me, please make sure. I, I told him I'm going to, to Capital FM and he was like, really? <laughs> and he was like, that's my station. So please tell Farid he's doing a wonderful Thank job. You. And there's many of us here who are stuck on, you know, uh, the morning drive with Farid all the way. So delivering the message first Thank of all. Thank you so much. Thank you so uh, much. I hope saying. he's listening and he's clear now that I've delivered the message. <laughs> so Haki Africa, yeah. Haki Africa <coughs> is a human rights organization. We are now about 10, 10 years old uh, since we started and our main business is the promotion and protection of human rights in Kenya. Uh, the name of course Africa already uh, says that we intend to expand to become a Pan-African human rights organization and that is in the pipeline but right now we do work uh, across the entire country. We have human rights uh, programs in different counties. Uh, our headquarters is in Mombasa, but we have a working office in Nairobi. We have an office in uh, Kisumu, and uh, we have partners in Garissa and other parts of the country. So we primarily uh, empower communities to be able to understand their rights as enshrined in the in, uh, in the constitution of Kenya. Uh, after they understand, then we help them to agitate for those rights. Mm -hmm. uh, so ours is not merely to just, uh, you know, stand up as Haki Africa and call out uh, human rights violations and all that. No, our main business is to actually work with Kenyans, to empower them so that they can be at the forefront of championing for their rights mm -hmm. because we believe that uh, you know human rights is everyone's business it actually covers each and every one of us we believe each and every moment that a human person goes through he or she is exercising one form of a right or another we are here today we are at uh, capital fm one of the you know most renowned uh, uh, radio stations in the country i remember in the 90s uh, you know going to school and we were you know <laughs> on capital fm and all that so we are exercising our freedom of expression, right. uh, you know, right to information and all that. So even when you're sleeping at night, you're exercising <laughs> one form or another of, uh, of a right, your, your right to recuperate, your right to, you know, relax and enjoy yourself. So because this is the case, unfortunately, many people have taken human rights to be a, a preserve of human rights groups only or of, uh, you know, uh, lawyers or something like that when actually it's supposed to be everyone's business mm. so that's what we do as haki africa empower the people to understand what human rights are and then urge them to be at the forefront of championing for those rights now you say uh, you've said that it's not just <clears> about <throat> recognizing when your human rights have been violated but uh, you use the word agitate mm -hmm. for human rights mm -hmm. when you say agitate uh, w w you know maybe just you know break that down for us i mean is it is it my freedom of speech is it my freedom of the right to protest my freedom of expression it's it's all those freedoms and uh, you know if you look back in history at no point uh, in time did people realize their rights by simply sitting down. Rights are not granted. They are not given to you. You have to fight for them. 
historically human beings you know have always had to struggle for them to be able to enjoy a better life it these things don't come easy you know uh, in certain situations the state for example will be the oppressor and if you remain quiet if you don't do anything then that means the state will continue to perpetuate that oppression so you have to stand up and say no this is not right mm. uh, if in in a local uh, situation for example at home you know the father or the mother may decide to you know make all the decisions and not allow others to chip in so again for you to be heard for you to be able to express yourself you have to voice yourself so agitating for human rights is one understanding what your rights are that's the paramount uh, uh, point uh, of uh, you know beginning this agitation you have to understand what your rights are secondly you have to know how to then claim those rights so you have to understand for example the law uh, um, in the last couple of weeks uh, or months we've seen how protests have been all over this country <coughs> And uh, the police coming out and saying we will not allow this or uh, the CSA saying we will not allow this, not knowing that they have no powers to stop anyone from protesting. If I want to protest because I don't like uh, my phone, it's my right, mm. you know, and you can't tell me you can't, mm. you know. So for people to understand then how do you exercise? And then the third point is now when you actually go out and claim those rights. So for me, agitation has three parts. There's the public education, there's the process of understanding how to claim, and then to actually going out to doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Deden Kimathi's famous quote, it is better to die on our feet mm -hmm. than live on our knees. Uh, what you've just said kind of sums that up, or rather Correct. that quote sums up what you've just said, mm -hmm. that we have a right to stand up and say, this is not okay. Yes. Uh, the way you are trying to... Uh, you know, stop me from doing, saying, being is not okay. Yep. So when you say point number one is to understand your rights. Exactly. Don't go out there without the education and the information before mm -hmm. you start protesting mm -hmm. or before you start speaking against your rights. Yeah. Um, media freedom is a big, is always been a big talking point in this country. I remember, uh, and we talked about this in, in the boardroom as we met this morning, um, when I started radio here, it was under President Moy. Mm. And uh, we, I was, I'd come fresh from the U.S. and I was told, listen, this is not the United States. Kibaki came into power and it, it, almost overnight we had this freedom to, to express ourselves a bit more. Um, under Uhuru, we, we were so free that we forced the poor guy <laughs> off Twitter. You know what I mean? So, um, and then um, now we're starting to hear murmurings again of, of the fear of going back. Uh, I'm not saying that this government is is trying to curtail media. What I'm saying is there are members of the government. We heard uh, Rigadi Gishagwa a few months ago talking about media freedoms and how they need to be stopped. Another, I think another CS or senator. Uh, but the big talking point this week is obviously Moses Kuria yeah. uh, and his issue with the Nation Media Group uh, and um, you know the very unsavory term of calling them the Aga Khan's prostitutes, which, I mean, you just can't say things like yeah. that from a position of power. I don't want to pinpoint, I don't want to point fingers at any particular person, but that has obviously raised alarm bells within this fraternity, uh, my fraternity, which is the media fraternity mm -hmm. yeah i mean how do we address things like this and uh, thank you for that for that history because it's important for us to know where we're coming from you know and uh, under the moi regime even you know during his last days we saw the expansion <coughs> of uh, media freedom uh, i remember when i was in primary school it was only kbc you know and uh, you'd have the tv station on i think from four o'clock in the afternoon to 11 or something and then it would go shh yeah, static. No TV. 
just static sound. Yeah, yeah, just static, so nothing. <coughs> and then, of course, um, uh, we had KTN at that time, and then the, uh, the frequencies, the FM station started, Capital FM, of course, and others. And we saw that expansion. So we had uh, varieties. So even under Moi regime, there were positive steps you know, towards expanding media freedom. And uh, yes, you're right, Kibaki came in and we were able to, you know, uh, exercise our media freedom. Of course, we had those uh, Lucy Kibaki, you know, invading the station <laughs> with police and, uh, you know, uh, we had that, that drama. Uh, but, but it didn't, ch but sorry, just before you continue, that even that drama, and I remember that so well, <laughs> it didn't change the course of media freedom. Oh, yeah. It was just an isolated incident. Exactly. She was upset about a personal story <laughs> that affected her on a personal capacity. And obviously, because she was the first lady, yeah. it made international headlines. Yes. But it didn't change the course of freedom. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, we had Michuki then. Uh, you remember again. So, I mean, but as you said, there were positive steps under under the, the, the Kibaki regime. Uh, of course, then we moved to the digital era. We had uh, Uhuru coming in again, as you said. We, we could do we and say anything, you know, as long <laughs> the guy as left uh, it's Twitter. defamation <laughs> and what. And, uh, you know, it was it was open. And it's really unfortunate. You know, we are barely even it's not even a year yet. And I know you said it's not government. It's members of the government. But for me, members of the government make up the government, especially when no one is standing up against those that are attacking media from the same government. Then it means that they support it. So the attack cannot just be isolated as one individual when the government does not come up and say this is not the position of the state you know we've had other situations for example when uh, you had uh, go government of officials making statements but then the ministry comes back and says no as a ministry we this is not our position you know we've had the foreign ministry i think the the permanent secretary career saying those are remarks by an individual in government they don't form the position of the state mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that you can understand then you know this is just one rogue official in government who just you know is uh, happy to just tweet and say things that are off completely but when the state does not come up and say no this is not the position of the government the, and the person who has spoken is in government then you can safely assume that that is the position of the government and this is what we are saying as civil society and yesterday we issued a press uh, conference is that we are on a very very we are, we are, we are, we are moving towards a dangerous trajectory the press or the media uh, is an important sector in any democratic dispensation once you start attacking and allowing the the the, the fourth estate to be put on its defense then you are beginning to take away mm -hmm. the democratic uh, principles and democratic uh, space mm -hmm. civic space that we have enjoyed for many years and for individuals such as uh, cs uh, moses kuria he also needs to be told in no uncertain terms that you cannot afford to do that especially at this point in time when the government i mean when kenyans are on a very very uh difficult situation yeah you know if you look at the cost of living because this basically means they want to silence the media do, do you feel and and maybe this is something that that you know we have a ministry uh, and a CS that handles information. Mm. Uh, I think it's information and technology. I, yes, I, yes. 
but it but it covers us. Yes, it covers us in radio, it covers us in print mm-hmm. media, it covers mm-hmm. us in in the digital space, it covers us in television media. Should this not have been, if there was a concern about an article that that maybe was misappropriated in whatever reason, we know the edible oil art, edible oils article is at the center of all of this. Should that not have gone through the correct ministry? I mean, how is trade coming out and talking about media? He can he can easily raise this complaint with the relevant ministry, and the ministry comes out, holds a roundtable, speaks to the relevant parties, and says, you know, we need we need A, B, C, and D to fact check your expose or whatever it was. It was not raised through the relevant ministry. That is a problem mm. for me. It's true, and uh, I totally agree with you. And for me, I think what was said was not clearly thought out. It was, you know, in the heat of the moment. Um, and just decided to attack. But the, 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 the disturbing fact is that even after that was said, you know, uh, the same individual has continued, you know, to further that particular uh, line of thinking yeah. and attacking, uh, if it's uh, the National Media Group, and, you know, continued persistently over a number of tweets. So while one can, as, can imagine that it was in the heat of the moment, you know, if it was just that one off, but the fact that he has continued, you know, in that line of thinking, then that means that, you know, he, he, he wants to specifically target the media and, you know, doesn't care what happens after that. Mm. So as you've said, in the past uh, couple of weeks and months, we've had uh, specific ministries coming out and defending the position of the state. I hope you know, and uh, the, the, the ICT uh, cabinet secretary is listening. As I said, Capital FM is, is wide and uh, listened everywhere. I hope he will come out and, make and a defend statement. the position and, and make a statement. of the government. Exactly. And make a statement and say this is not the official position of the government. Yeah. Because how, I mean, and, 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 and the president also has to be on this issue. Mm. He needs to tame this particular cabinet secretary. Because it also presents him very negatively and his government. And, and so again, it's not just an issue of the ICT ministry, yeah. but it's the entire gov- cabinet, the entire government that is now portrayed in negative light. You can't fight the media simply for exposing a scandal. Th- this will make <coughs> international headlines, or uh, it already has made some international yes. headlines. Uh, this is the man, uh, unfortunately, uh, in this situation, who is out there trying to, to sign bilateral agreements for mm. investment from various countries. Uh, we know he's done a lot of trips abroad to the UK, etc., etc., trying to bring in investment to the country. Now, once this leaks to international media, this man, th- the welcome mat will, will be pulled in. Yep. Uh, and they will say simply based on that line of thinking mm-hmm. we can't do business with this person there are certain positions Farid uh, when, you, when you hold and um, when you take up you have to know that it can't be business as usual you can't have a loose mouth when you're holding certain positions. I mean, as, as, as uh, a media person, as a journalist, I mean, you, you are here, for example, in the station and you know that there are hundreds of millions of people listening. You have to be very cautious with what you say yeah. because, you know, there is that sense of responsibility that you hold. And uh, a cabinet secretary is someone very high you know, in ranking, you can't just be blabbering, you know, whatever you feel comes to your mind and you just talk or tweet or something like that. You have to be, you know, responsible to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And what we are seeing here in this particular case is an individual in one way or another who just doesn't care. You know, I I would understand if it was a one-off and he would maybe even just not go on about it. Yeah. But the fact that, and you know, the kind of 
words that he uses, you know, prostitutes and stuff like that, it is unbecoming of a person holding such a position. Yeah, with in, some, which comes with so much respect. The CS exactly. of Trade is a massive ministry. It is. It is. And, you know, in any democratic uh, 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 situation, this individual should not be in office, right. either of his own making, resigning, or if it's the president to tell him, look, you've, you've gone over the line. Yeah. You, you, you need to step down. But in Kenya, unfortunately, someone is allowed to say such things and even repeat them and even you know like add salt exacerbate to injury and exacerbate yeah. the problem it's <coughs> very very unfortunate very unfortunate and we can't keep quiet no no and media will not keep quiet just yeah. so you know uh <laughs> we, we're here to make noise about this we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back uh, with the sports when we come back of course we will continue this discussion and talk about what it means to be a full democracy uh and we know media is a cornerstone of every democracy and how media should approach this situation in particular it's 27 minutes to nine <laughs> Capital FM. In studio with me this morning, uh, Hussein Khalid, Executive Director of Haki Africa. If you've just tuned in, we are obviously talking about freedoms, your right to your, your human rights, uh, and um, and and understanding what your rights are, so that you can actually voice your concerns and voice your your uh, your feelings. If you mm-hmm. feel like your human rights are being infringed upon, um, you you spoke about Mandamano uh, yes. in the previous bit there, mm-hmm. and and it's, it is interesting because you know constitutionally they can come out and protest, providing mm-hmm. all the paperwork is done in time and they've mm-hmm. submitted the documentation. Yet the police, the government was saying they will not protest. We will not allow it. That is infringing upon every single protester's human rights, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, <clears throat> what government needs to understand is that uh, human rights are not granted by the state. The state does not give us our rights. Rights are what we, we say are inborn. The fact that you're a human being, you know, automatically entitles you to certain issues, and those include rights. I don't need to be black, I don't need to be blue or pink or rich or poor, as long as I fit the definition of human, then there are certain entitlements that I must get. And these are human rights. This is what we mean when we say human rights. So the state does not grant us human rights. Our parents do not give us our rights. The chief or whoever in authority does not give us human rights. Human rights are inborn. That's what we say. They are God-given. So when the state says we will not allow it, you know, it's, it's, it's a fallacy because we, we are not asking for permission. No one asks the state for permission to go to school. You don't ask the state to permission to eat. So this is what the state needs to understand. And we understand uh, that, uh, you know, sometimes government can be in a position where they have to balance between rights. The right to protest and the right to own property. You know, when you say these protesters go out and they destroy property and, and, and stuff like that. But that's exactly why the law says you need to notify the police. So we notify the police. We don't ask for permission. We notify you that we will have a protest at uh, Londra building, for example. So if there is any concern, if there is any fear, you're supposed to put measures to protect Londra building so that the protesters can continue to exercise their rights. Mm. So you can't say you're, you're going to vandalize, you're going to do this, so we will not allow you. You are supposed to take steps, take measures to protect. And if anyone is involved in any vandalism, it is your job to arrest them mm. because that's not protesting. That's crime, okay. you know? So, But there is that fine line, right? I mean, we've course. seen it here many times, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as there's a 
a protest in town, you see all the you know aluminum uh, shades going over the shop windows, etc., yes. etc. Yeah. So there is that fear. But what you're saying is that is against the law. Yes. But the right to, if it's a peaceful protest, it must be allowed to go. No ahead. one at any time will support vandalism or you know throwing stones or stuff like that during a protest. And this is also something we've said time and again. Kenyans must understand that protesting is not stealing. Is not breaking into homes is not because we've seen i think in some of the estates near kibra the other day we were we were we were seeing videos going around uh people going into these estates and you know going uh, breaking uh into shops and stuff like that that is wrong that is not protesting that's crime mm. police should arrest those individuals so we must understand human rights uh, you know from that angle and the state itself needs to also understand human rights i mean for i mean we we're just discussing now uh, uh for it during the break if you feel you have been, uh, you know, uh, uh, wronged by the media, anyone in, 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 the, in the sector, there are ways for you to follow up on that. If you ask me, um, the media is one of the most regulated sectors, actually self-regulation. <coughs> There is very strong self-regulation of the media in Kenya, mm. whether it's through the media council or, you know, you have you, you guys, you, you know, the bodies that you have. Mm. And I think if you compare with other sectors, I mean, from the legal sector where I come from or any other, you'll find that the media is one of the most regulated. They have enough uh, measures in place to safeguard against abuse of the media or media houses. Look, I have a so, stack of I have a yeah. stack of letters from the Communications Authority of Kenya in my file, <laughs> uh, which shows you how regulated we are. Yes, uh, a number of them are not they're not legal matters yet. Mm -hmm. A number of them are warnings telling me, yes. hey. You Fareed, need, to, watch you need to be a little bit careful. Exactly. So I know for mm. a fact that I can't come out. I, I can't come out and do what Moses Korea did. Yes. If I came out here and said that Nation Media Group, those are Aga Khan's prostitutes. If I actually, if that was me who made that statement, mm. you would not hear me on air tomorrow morning. Yeah. That's a fact. It's true. And if Moses Kuria was aggrieved by anything that was stated or a report or a news item, then there are channels. You know, as a cabinet secretary, there are channels that you're supposed to use. Itumbi for that matter. You know, if he feels aggrieved by anyone, there are channels that you can use to have your issues properly addressed mm. and get those responsible, you know, to, to respond or maybe even action taken against them. But to do it in this manner, it belittles that position. You know, it's a cabinet position is not just a position an individual holds. It's a national uh, uh, responsibility. You're making now Kenyans feel, you know, these positions are just for jokers. Mm. You know, someone who can just utter foul language out there. And here we are supposed to be proud of our country. We are supposed to be proud of our leaders. You know, these are supposed to be individuals that we, you know, hold in high esteem. And you are that person. You've been given that responsibility. The president, the highest office, has respected you and given you such a position. And then you are here, you know, uttering absurdities and without even caring. You are selling, you know, short the state. And as you said, this will have... Impact repercussions. Absolutely. You know, trade is an important docket. Yes, and and, and, and if 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 it is seen, you know how important media freedom is to the Western world. Yeah. If it is seen that this person is trying to curtail 
media freedoms in Kenya. That man goes to UK, Europe, US looking for trade opportunities. They're going to say, we can't work with you. And that's what we said, actually, in our statement, in one of the asks, we are asking the international uh, community to do something about this because you can't just watch as, you know, uh, uh, the media is attacked. And uh, we, we, we are very clear because today it's the media. Tomorrow it might be civil society. The next day it might be, you know, uh, the, the law society of Kenya. And, you know, and it, it will go on and on and on. Mm. So we have to stop it the first time it happens. Right. And it's not just about uh, the CS courier, but any other person who holds public office because this can also be extended to the, 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 the freedom of state agencies. Because if as a cabinet secretary you tell me, because Kenya National Commission on Human Rights, for example, is a state agency, you know, the, ISA, uh, the Ethics and Anti-Corruption Commission. So if you stand up and say any government agency that does this, then you will go home. That means you're interfering even with independent officers. These are people who are supposed to make their own decisions. They're supposed to decide to come to Capital FM and, you know, advertise or go to Nation or go to Citizen, wherever they want to go. These are independent institutions. Mm -hmm. They are not supposed to be directed by anyone in government. Right. So this clearly shows that the state also does not have that uh, clear uh, intention to allow agencies to operate freely. Mm. They want to interfere with whom they do business with. They want to interfere with which media stations they, they deal with. And that is wrong. Mm. It is unconstitutional. It is illegal. Uh, as we wind down now, you, you mentioned something about human rights. Yes. Uh, being not, the government can't give me my rights. It does Human rights. It does uh, And I believe the Americans like to use the term inalienable rights. Inalienable, uh, Which yes. is the rights I'm born with. Mm -hmm. The second I am given birth to, I have rights as a Some human being. Some say from conception, yeah. yeah maybe from, yeah, <laughs> if you're in Texas, definitely from conception, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, even here. But, <clears throat> you know, I just want to pick your brain on something. Yeah. We can go across borders now. Places mm -hmm. like Iran, um, where, you know, the government is the one who's literally spoon-feeding you your rights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. From where you sit as a, a human rights activist, yes. a human rights lawyer, yes. uh, the executive director of Haki Africa, you know, which is you've mentioned in the beginning is going to, you know, one day be across the whole continent looking at these rights. You know, how do you deal with countries that literally curtail your human? You, you don't have the rights. If you're a woman in Iran, your rights are, are given to you, yes. spoon fed, drip fed to mm -hmm. you by the government. Mm -hmm. And then they can be taken away at any minute yeah. because this is another big problem. Yeah. I think that's that's very correct. And uh, as I said, human rights promotion and protection is an ever uh, 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 ongoing concern, you know. And uh, we have countries where, you know, you have uh, enough uh, or maybe you can say considerable uh, freedom to uh, like Kenya, if you compare Kenya to Tanzania or to Uganda, you know. And uh, in many of these uh, what we call uh, autocratic states where rights are uh, seriously, seriously infringed, particularly by the state, you actually need international support. That's why, for instance, uh, an organization like Haki Africa, we're now thinking, for example, how do we deal with Uganda? You know, with everything that is happening in that country. Yeah, the because yeah. as a human fraternity, our rights are interlinked. You cannot enjoy your rights when someone, else, someone else's rights are being infringed upon. You say uh, a threat to rights or justice anywhere. Um, no, an infringement anywhere is a threat to infringement everywhere because it could it could grow so if you look at iran if you look at all these countries where rights are are suppressed we have a responsibility 
as the human fraternity, the human community across the world to work together to open up those spaces. Mm. And uh, in, in many of these uh, situations, one of the biggest challenges is to empower the locals themselves. Because in many of these situations, people actually don't understand that they do have these rights. That so empowerment becomes key because, because government, government, gov certain governments. Mm. Uh, if you look at Uganda, we, we can even bring it closer to home. This anti-gay bill. Yeah. Certain governments are telling you what your rights are yeah. when actually you've just made a very valid point. Mm -hmm. We don't know that they can't tell me that. Yes, I have rights. Yes, with the, with or without that government, I've got my rights. And and majority of those who are living in most of these uh, you know uh, uh, countries that do not enjoy rights majority of those who are living under those regimes do not understand that they actually believe it's the government yes they can stop me from saying these things they, they have a they, they have a responsibility of ensuring security because most of these governments have an explanation to what they do you know they have an excuse they say no 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 for purposes of security we won't allow people to protest and the people there don't understand that you know actually no this government, their responsibility is to protect property. So I am allowed, I'm supposed to protest and it's their job to make sure that property is safeguarded. So the first thing you need to do is to empower the locals because no one can change a people until they are ready to change. Mm. And how do you change? First of all, educating them, empowering them for them to understand. And the international community then plays an important role in ensuring, you know, you, you hold the government to account. Uh, what is happening in South Sudan, for example, presently, people are just being killed, you yeah. know, for no apparent reason. Yeah. I think yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before, 19 people were killed simply for not, uh, you know, following orders that the government had d demanded of them. And they were just killed, just, just like that. So I think we... As, as uh, you know, the, the, the humankind across the world, we owe it to ourselves to open up these spaces all over. Mm. And, uh, you know, for in, in Kenya, we are also not out of the woods yet. We do enjoy freedom to a certain extent, and we are happy that this is happening. But, you know, remarks such as uh, the ones we are discussing here, attack on press freedom, and uh, when you go out there, you actually see some individuals even supporting you know, what has been said and, and, and stuff like that. It's really, really unfortunate. But yes, even us as a country, you can't compare yourselves with those that are behind you. You mm. actually compare yourselves with the ideal situation. And Kenya is not yet at that ideal situation where we can say we fully enjoy our rights. All right. Uh, thank you so much for today. It's been eye-opening to say the least. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come in this morning, Hussein. I think, you know, one of my big takeaways from all of this is that you know, I have my rights, yeah. and you can't tell me what they are. Of course, um, and 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 but but know your rights. That's yeah. the key. Key. Uh, don't go in there blind. Listen, um, I'm going to have you back very soon. As this story develops, I'm sure in the next few weeks you'll come back and we'll have another chat. Great work you're doing with Haki Africa. Keep it up. And I know Thank it's you. selfless work. I know it's. I know for a fact that you work uh, a lot of times for no money to mm -hmm. get your message across, you and your organization. Yeah. And for that, I say, you know, service above self. You are a prime example of that. Thanks for coming. Thank you in. so much for it. Capital FM.